This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Praise the Lord. It's time for the Saints Perspective with your host, Pastor Brian Edwards. Be blessed as you receive practical principles from the Word of God that will minister to your daily walk of life. Please stay tuned as we listen to the Saints Perspective. Well, good afternoon and God bless you. This is Pastor Brian Edwards letting you know that God loves you, you, and especially you. I do thank you for listening to the Saints Perspective broadcast on today. Uh, on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, and I want to speak into your life from the Word of God found in Psalms 122 and 7, which says, Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. It is my prayer that you will have peace and prosperity in your life. Saints Perspective broadcast is brought to you by the New Testament Church of God in Christ. New Testament is located at 15003 Joy Road at the corner of Robeson. That's 15003 Joy Road at the corner of Robeson. That's uh, about four or five blocks east of Greenfield. And we do thank God if you would be there and if you would uh, pray for us. And uh, you're welcome to uh, visit the church at any time. Our service times are as follows on Sunday. We have uh, 8 o'clock service, Sunday um, Sunday school at 9, and our 11 o'clock service follows the Sunday school. Also on Tuesday night, we have our Bible study at 6.30. Also on Thursday, we have prayer at 9 a.m. And then on Friday evening, we have intercessory prayer at 6.30 uh, p.m. And then uh, an evening uh, teaching and prayer for the sick at 7.30 so come out and visit us anytime you want. Um, you can call us at 313-582-1610. You can call us right now at the church, 313-582-1610. If you want to learn about our ministry, uh, you can visit the website at NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. That's NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. And you can... Uh, Find our service times and also our information about our ministry. Um, want to get to the Word of God today. We do thank you for listening today. Want to get to the Word of God, but I also want to invite you to uh, a special, special service on tomorrow. A special service. I'm kind of excited about this service, and I really uh, believe that uh, God will meet us there. Um, we will be in Dearborn tomorrow, so we won't be at the the physical church. We'll be in Dearborn, Michigan tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We'll be at the Michael Guido Theater, which is found in the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center. That's 15801 Michigan Avenue. That's 15081 Michigan Avenue, Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, the church, New Testament Church, will be worshiping at the Michael Guido Theater at the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center. This is our 
annual Without Walls Worship Service. Uh, Without Walls Worship Service. Now, it's a concept uh, found in Luke 17 and 21, where Jesus said, The kingdom of God is not here nor there, neither can anyone point to it, but he said, The kingdom of God is within you. So when the Lord put that in my spirit, I I just uh, really uh, said, well, how can I um, bring this concept uh, in 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 a physical world, or how can I present it to the world? And um, He laid the Holy Ghost laid it upon my heart just to take the service away from the church, away from those four walls, and just take it to another city, uh, another facility, another venue that is not necessarily a church. Uh, it's a theater, but however, uh, when you look at scripture, uh, it repeats a theme and another scripture that says, uh, and the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And it says where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst. So what it's saying is that uh, we, the believers that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we are the church. We are the body. Uh, we we are the walls. We we are the we represent kingdom. We are kingdom citizens, um, and that is what I mean by uh, the without wall service. That church service does not have to be at a church to be church, because the body of Christ are the believers. So when that concept came to me and I said, well, uh, we, we have to manifest manifest this in our natural lives. So we're just going to take the service to the theater. Uh, so what's going to happen? Uh, everything we do inside uh, the New Testament church will be done at the Michael Guido Theater. So um, I want you to be a part of this uh, service. Um, the praise team will be singing. Uh, we'll be worshiping. Uh, God has a word for you. Uh, God gave me a special word for this service, and I want you to come out and be blessed. It's a very, very comfortable uh, venue, but also we are, you know, we are sanctifying it. We are consecrating it. Uh, we're asking God to meet us there. So the presence of the Lord will be in that place. The presence of the Lord will be in that place. So you want to come out tomorrow at 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock sharp, we will start. At 11 a.m. sharp, we will start, and it'll be entitled The Without Walls Worship Service Because the Kingdom of God is Within You. So I'm going to see you tomorrow at the Without Walls Worship Service at the Michael Guido Theater. God bless you. We're looking forward to you being there with us. Let's get to the Word of God for these last remaining uh, seconds. Since we're talking about uh, the Kingdom, we'll be uh, talking more about the Kingdom uh, on tomorrow's service, but um, I want to go to Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, and um, the thirty-third verse, which is very familiar, when it says, uh, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you." Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, if you go back to uh, this 
chapter, um, it, it talks about uh, putting God first. Back in verse 19, it says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where there or where thieves do not break in and steal where there or for where your treasure is there your heart will be also the lamp of the body is the eye if therefore your eye is good your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in you is darkness. How great is that darkness? Uh, let me pause here because it's talking about laying up treasures where moth and rust destroy. Now, moth and rust, if you think of a moth, the moth will will visit uh, and eat uh, cloth, but usually it is those things that are stored up. Uh, usually when you're wearing a garment, uh, uh, regularly, uh, you won't really see any moth holes, but it's those things that are stored up. Think something that has not been used for a long time is where the moth gets it. Therefore, rust, the same way uh, rust can, and it, for for a vessel that has laid up and not, has not moved, uh, has not been washed, has not been waxed, uh, rust will build built uh, build up on it. Uh, so what it refers to, that is something that is not used. In other words, don't lay up treasures that you have so much that uh, a portion of that treasure uh, will never, ever be used. Uh, that That's just an abundance. Um, um, money is something that we use to buy what we need. And we we save, but... We save for a purpose. We don't save just to lay it up for for no good reason. I have so much, I'm just going to lay it up. But he says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy. Uh, what you should be putting up is those things that will be necessary for us to make it to eternal heaven, to live with Jesus. Uh, those Those treasures... Of, of love and peace and joy and and um, living for the Lord, living holy, uh, praying for my seed, praying for my children so they will be saved. Uh, those treasures are very important. Uh, and it talks about uh, the lamp of the body is the eye. The eye um, will behold good and evil. The eyes uh, are the lenses to our uh, our minds. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be bad. What you put in, uh, what you put in. I was talking about not just the eye, but really your perspective on life. You cannot have a bad perspective of life. Uh, some some people who, no matter what they are and what they see and what they do, it's, there's always something negative and something that is a negative spin, uh, they can't see right, uh, they'll see the only flaw, um, They'll uh, everything can be good, but they'll see something wrong about it, everything is an issue, uh, that, that person has a bad perspective, and uh, that person needs to change and, and really look at 
what God is doing in situations. You can find God in every situation. All things work together for the good of them that love God and who are the called of God. So um, if you love God, God works things out for our good. And he says um, in verse 24, no one can serve two masters for either for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and desire the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. He, and mammon really refers to money. Um, he, he, he looks at wealth as a master because um, it, it's, it's amazing how um, uh, people uh, that really are not uh, faith people are not Christ-like, who are not really for the living for the Lord, their, their confidence, um, their, their confidence is in their wealth, um, their retirement programs, their investments. Um, um, they, and and, and they, they really look to uh, secure themselves in this world based on how much money they have. And, uh, and what it's saying is we need to base our security on this world on how much God we have. Um, you cannot serve, you cannot put your trust in money and God at the same time. God has to rule. God has to reign. God has to be uh, uh, where we look for for our help. Uh, and and, that's, and that's, that's very powerful. That's a spiritual uh, that's a spiritual principle and, and not a natural principle. And it can be, only be understood by the Holy Spirit when you can trust God uh, for your education, trust God for your job, trust God in your finances, trust God to give you great stewardship. When he is the master of your life, he is the master over your money. Um, you, he, he's not going to take a back seat uh, to your money, God is not going to take a back seat to your wealth. Um, he's he's gonna he's gonna check out of he's gonna check out of your life. If you're trusting in your money, God said, okay, he's gonna let it fall. He's gonna say, okay, if you're trusting in that, you go for it. You do what you think you need to do. Um, but I guarantee you, if you love God, um, He'll show you that you need Him in your money. You need Him in your finances. Uh, uh, you know, there there was a time where. Um, I did not really understand that concept, so I tried to pursue money and pursue wealth and, and putting God on the back burner. And, and God had to show me where um, if I don't put him first, if I don't seek him, uh, the, my plans, uh, my uh, business ventures will not, uh, uh, will not prosper. And I'm so glad I found that principle and I understood that principle. And, and and I understand that uh, I cannot serve mammon and God at the same same time. So Jesus says in verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, uh, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather 
into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, Jesus declares a truth here, and that's something I want you to uh, uh, be very mindful of. He says, look at the birds of the air, for they're neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Uh, they go out and get the worms. They go out and fly and find worms. But Jesus declared, it's your heavenly Father that enables them to find the worms. So in other words, what uh, there's a principle in that, that uh, you go to school to get your education, but it is that your heavenly father that allows you to contain or to, uh, uh, to retain knowledge. It is your heavenly father that allows you to have the discipline to go to school. It is, it is your heavenly father that allows you to have the resources to go to school. Uh, you go to your job and you make your money and we say, uh, we worked hard, but it is your heavenly father that allows you or enables you uh, to do hard work or gives you the ability and the desire to work. And he says, Jesus, are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his statue? Uh, now, that, that's also a very uh, good principle here. Uh, worrying does not uh, take the problem away uh, worrying does not solve the problem. Worry bring, worrying brings added stress stress to our life, to our uh, to our bodies physically. Uh, so we've got to understand that we don't have to worry. Uh, the Bible says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and fasting, or casting all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you." Uh, those things are something that are very true. And um, um, I would say and I would suggest that to worry is to not trust God. To worry is a form of atheism. You're saying that God does not exist. Uh, so we must understand that, uh, yes, we must learn how to trust God. And it says here, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that every, or that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you or you? He said, oh, you of little faith. He said, uh, ye of little faith. If, if God can, can, can make grass green, if he can make the flowers beautiful, if he can make the roses red, uh, if, he can, if he can give lions that, that coat and, and the tiger that beautiful striped coat, if he can clothe that, uh, will he not clothe you with what you need to be clothed with? And he said, you of little faith. He said, uh, you have little faith. So he says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Uh, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. I need money. I need to eat. 
I need to drink. I need clothes. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. He said, for after all these things, the Gentiles, this title, Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these. God knows what we need, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't forget that part, his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is a concept. It's a principle where uh, the believers, the believers, we are uh, we have accepted Jesus Christ, but then after we accept Jesus Christ, we are uh, we willingly submit to His rule, to His authority, to His lordship. So not only am I saved, I have submitted my will to His will. In other words, uh, I'm under kingdom rule. Um, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So this is the, uh, the, the, the concept, and this is the principle that Jesus is teaching. He's saying, since you are in this world, and this world uh, wants you to save and to make all the money you can, and, and the more money you have, the more prestige, and the more things you'll have, and, and you'll be upper class. And, and Jesus is saying, um, if, you're, if you're in the kingdom, the kingdom has a different philosophy. The kingdom says, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek God's will. Seek God's way. And then all of these things shall be added. Uh, The kingdom concept is, uh, I don't have to worry about this because God is going to take care of this. I don't have to worry about this because God God is going to take care of this. Well, what is this? Anything in your life that is important to you. God will make it his responsibility uh, to bless you with if you seek him first. If you have his mind, if you have his his perspective, he can trust you with what you need. And then you will make godly decisions because you are under kingdom authority. Um, holy living is, is, is so wonderful. Um, my holy life is not a con- uh, restriction. It is a conviction. In other words... I fell in love with Jesus, so therefore uh, I want to seek to please him. And the kingdom concept is really uh, submitting to the king. That's the kingdom concept. I'm submitting my will to him. So when I seek him first and his righteousness, well, how does he want me to live? Uh, what, what, do I, what do I need to do? How, does I, how do I make my marriage a kingdom marriage? How do I make my children kingdom children? How do I make my home a kingdom home? make my church a kingdom church. All of this principle is found in the word of God. And when we have the word of God, uh, it will lead us and guide us and, and show us what we need to do uh, to, to please